I became a business coach because I realized that people needed help figuring out who they were in their business so that they could actually succeed in their business. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get those paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview six and seven figure coaches from different niches. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview experienced six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got that very first client and what advice they might have for you today. In this episode, we are going to peer into the world of business coaching with Shanae Howard from HeyShanae.com. Shanae is a brand strategist and writer living in sunny Long Beach, California. I love her because she's created so many interesting products and programs in her business. And when she's not helping businesses create their own content, she's walking her dogs and talking about K-pop on TikTok. So listen in as Shanae talked about one of her big struggles, which may sound familiar to you, as well as offered incredible words of wisdom to any new coach who's starting out. And with that, let's get down to business. Welcome to the podcast, Shanae. I'm so glad you're here. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So I've been very much looking forward to this because I love the work that you do and you have done over the years. I've followed you. I've bought some of your products. I've watched some of your explanations and some of the ways you've communicated and all the way you address branding. And it's just brilliant. So I'm so glad you're here to talk to us in the niche of business coaching because I know so many of our people are going to be excited to hear what you have to say. So with yes. that, I like to go ahead and start with the nosy questions. So I'm just going to dive mm -hmm. in and ask you about your very first client. So tell me about the day you got your very first client. How did they find you? So I think the way that I got my very first client was for coaching at least, because before I was doing business coaching, I was a consultant and copywriter and stuff like that. And the reason why I got into, I would say coaching slash consulting was because I was doing copywriting and stuff for people. And I was finding that to be kind of a difficult process because people didn't know what they were all about and like what they were doing. And so my first project or my first client was somebody that I had one of my conversations with. I think I had like a before the 100 people project officially, I was talking to somebody, which I can talk about the 100 people project if you want me to in a little bit. It's a great tool for coaches. Everybody should do one <laughs> where they sort of just talk to a bunch of people and figure out what they're doing. Um, but I did that and I talked to somebody about their business and I was just actually just talking to them. And they're like, well, can you help? And I was like, uh, sure. I was like, yeah, I can definitely help you with this. Um, cause they're like, oh, I want to pay you. And so I put together a package with them where I like, at the time I was like very over eager. So I like, it's called the, I should forget what it was called. Was it the, it's like the brand map or something where I like asked some questions and I put together this visual representation of their brand and helped them figure out their clarity. I was doing so many different things at the time. Um, but that's how I got my client. I was like talking to them. I was just out in the space being somebody who was in business. It was a long time ago. It was like, 2010, oh, 2010, 2011. Uh, and there wasn't really much out there. And so just through working and being out there um, and talking to people, that's how I kind of got my first client. And it was really like, before when I got my first client, I didn't even have an offer yet. It was just sort of like, they're like, can you help me with this? And I was like, sure. And so that's what I did. 
So you were out there talking. Tell me a little bit. Were you just networking and you ended up having a conversation with someone and then developing the offer based on that conversation? Is that how that happened? Yeah. I was just kind of like networking like in the community. Like there was just a couple of coaches at the time, like your Marie Forleos. There's people who <laughs> were around them that aren't around now. I think Marie is one of the only people who was around still from that time. Um, and you would just be around. You would be in the communities and Facebook groups and whatever. You would take classes with people and connect that way. I was living in Atlanta at the time where my with my parents because I had just graduated college, had all this training. I graduated during the recession. So nobody was really hiring copywriters or PR people, all the stuff I had trained in. Uh, and so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I would go to these events and stuff like that. And so that's kind of how I met that person. But yeah, it was mostly just being in communities, talking. We we're all very excited. I was at this point where I had been applying for jobs for a long time, a couple months. Like Shanae time is like faster than other people's time. <laughs> But I've always been kind of impatient. And I was like, and there was this one job that I really wanted and I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. And so, yeah, so I was just kind of investigating entrepreneurship and seeing if I could do the work that I was trained to do in other places. So so tell me, what did you charge your first client? Can you, do you remember? Oh, probably like, I think it was like a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars. Wow. Yes. And what did, <laughs> wow, that's low. What did that include? Yeah, I was 20. Two, 23. <laughs> and it was like, uh, it was a coaching session. And then I would help them figure out their offer. Cause that's what was happening is like, I was, so before even this first client, I didn't, this is like a coaching client. Before that, I was just doing copywriting, designing, anything I could do under the brand, you'll look great. That was like my first business called You'll Look Great. Um, and so, People would come to me and ask me to do these things and they just didn't have any concept of the other stuff. And so I would like help them figure out their offers. Like, here's what path you should take. Here's some of your messaging. Like literally everything that I had learned to do in school and just like from my work, I was just like giving it to her. And it was like this amazing, like beautiful document or whatever. And I think it was like $100, like 100 yeah, maybe $100, $150, not more than $150. And I was like so happy for that money. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's awesome. I think we all start at a place in our business where that first client, anyone who pays us that first time, it feels amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your your business has changed a lot, and I want to talk about where it is today in a second. But I, you also you had private clients for a while, I believe, right? Or yes. So tell me when you stopped taking private clients, or if you still do, you can tell us now. Um, mm -hmm. What do you charge now, and what does that look like? So I do sort of like a coaching, consulting, execution model. And so what I do is we'll kind of like give strategy, sort of quote unquote strategy or whatever. And then I will kind of execute in some level. And so like the only way to engage with me is I have a 10K product product um, experience, which is like a two-week turnaround um, called the infinite content model package. And then activate is also 10K. Um, and then I will have... I have a one, a single session, which is like sitting down and just talking content and strategy. And that's $4,000. Wow. So yes, the pricing has changed. So <laughs> that single session like, strategy, tell me how long, how is that an hour, two hours? How long is that? Yeah, it's like two hours. And like we could, we sit down and we talk about the content that you want to be creating for your business and sort of what you want to be saying. And then I sort of map it out and help you figure out what you should be creating for the next year. Um, and then I have a session that's like a brand session, which is kind of similar to the one I did all those years ago with the map. And that one's $5,000. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, what is your offers? What are you doing? 
stuff like that. And it's like a two-hour session. Wow. I yeah. love the story watching, you know, in 2010, $100. And now it's four, yeah. a minimum four to $5,000. And we've got $10,000 yeah, yeah. offers. $5, like I love, yeah. I love the way that's changed. But I want to circle back to how clients find you today. These clients who are who are um, awesome for these $5,000 packages, $10,000 packages. So how did your most recent client find you? Word of mouth, I think. I think it was a referral. And I think most of my high-end clients come via referral. Um, my list, because my business for probably the most of the ten, last 10 years has been a product-based business. Like we, Like my business has mostly done products and group programs for the past 10 years. So most of my list is not a great fit for it, but like maybe the top, like maybe like two to 5% of them are. And so they will work with me and then they'll refer other people who are ne not necessarily a part of my circle. And so that's how I've gotten a lot of my clients. I know in one, my other client I've gotten when I've done stuff like this, like spoken to groups and stuff like that. And just being a little bit more strategic about kind of like, what rooms I find myself in according to what goals I have, you know? So like for the bigger offers, it's like different types of things than like say my $50, like hundred people project or whatever. So yeah. And everyone listening, the hundred people project is a, it's an inexpensive program that Shanae did. And Shanae, can you tell us just a quick second about it? Could you describe it? Yeah. It's basically just like a project I did around the time we've been talking about where I was kind of frustrated because I was like doing all this work and I was like, this isn't working uh, and something's not working. And so I decided to talk to a hundred people and got clarity on it. And from that came a bunch of clients and also my signature program for a long time in my business was just hot brand action. So it's just a way to figure out what you should be doing and what your next step is through talking to potential clients. Yeah. And that's something that I encourage everyone at Coach Pony to do. And I've done since the beginning of my business is get out there and talk to your clients before you decide what they need and make sure you yes. listen to their language and their words and their needs before you get to designing your programs and everything else you're going to offer. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Don't ruminate with yourself. Don't like, I think that's a mistake a lot of coaches make, especially is like, we'll sit and we'll think about it for like days and it doesn't really have anything to do with us. So talking to somebody else can give you a lot more clarity. It's a lot better that way. Yeah. Now you've done a lot of things in your business. You've launched over 30 programs or products, I believe, and have yeah, shifted things more than that. Yeah. And have shifted things around <laughs> quite a bit over the years and you have mm -hmm. so much energy. And so tell me, when do you know when it's time to do the next thing? Yeah. So I just am very hyper conscious of my experience and I've always been like that. Like even in college, I remember I was sitting down at my media, <laughs> my me. It was like media law class, and I was like, I can't do this. Like I, I don't want to be on this path. And so I created my own major. So I feel like I am kind of really tuned into how I feel. And so whenever an offer stops feeling good to me, I usually will move on, um, and I don't really question it. Like because because anytime you can't enjoy an offer anymore or if you don't feel connected to it or if you don't have the right energy about it, it becomes impossible to sell. Um, and I feel like that's pretty universal. Like anytime anybody has troubles selling something, I'll ask them how they feel about it. And typically they just don't feel that great about it anymore. And they're just afraid to kind of let it go. Um, but I've never been like that. Like as soon as I'm just like, eh, I'll get rid of it. Like I have no mercy 
Like I'm not attached to anything when it comes to my business. So yeah. So I want to go back in time again, because the first year of business is always full of ups and downs as you step into this role of being a coach, but also being an entrepreneur. What was your Mm. lowest moment in your first year? Can you Mm. take (laughs) us back and tell us what it was? (laughs) There's always low moments. I think one of the lowest moments in the first year was that I had a client who was just awful to me, like awful, awful, awful to me. Um, and I was like working so hard and it like wasn't that much money. Like thinking about that money now, I'm just like, Shanae. But at the time it felt like a lot of money because I was like 23, 22, 23, I guess at the time. And I was doing copywriting for this client and like everything I did, she was like, no, it needs to be like this. She was like comparing it to like her mentors and like, oh, don't you know how to do this? And it was just like a horrible like process where it made me question what I was even doing if I should be doing this at all. And I had a couple clients like that. And I realized that like it wasn't them. It was definitely me. And again, that's like the one of the hot, the one of the hundred people project triggers um, was this experience of like, okay, like I can't keep blaming it. Cause it's like anytime you're like have a, tr- like a, a bunch of people who treat you in a similar way. It's not really their fault anymore. It's yours. You're attracting that energy for some way. Um, and so that was like a big turning point and low part of my business when I was like, okay, I need to rethink how I do this. So how did you get through it? How did you rethink and start attracting a different type of client? Yeah, I think it was like, like I said, the hundred people project, like I said, it's it changed my life. Um, and talking to people and really getting clear about the type of person that I wanted to work with. And of course, this happens every couple of years when you've been in business as long as I have. You, as you upgrade, you have to change your customer profile and the type of person that you want to work with. It's like, so anytime I end up with a client that I'm like, this wasn't right, it gives me a chance to rethink how I'm doing things and what the profile looks like because we change too. Um, so yeah, it was mostly just that of like, okay, let me think about this some more. Let me talk to people. Let me really get clear on like, not just the person, like, cause you know, a lot of times target market stuff is like, oh, they do this, they go to Whole Foods, but it's really about what, what I believe, especially from that. And it's what I teach. It's about the personality types. Like, what characteristics are you looking for in your clients? What are kind of like red flags for you personally? Um, stuff like that is kind of how I went through it. I was like figuring that out. Mm. So, and yeah. what did you do about that one client that was dragging you down? Did you keep working with them? Did you fire them? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just finished and I don't think that they, I kept, and it's so funny because the, they kept be like, no, we, I want you to do it. Um, and then I think it just eventually stopped. And I'm sure she like hired somebody else and probably tortured them as well. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and again, like, actually, like, it's not their fault. It's like my fault. Like, I don't even, like, I say that they're a terrible client, but they're not a terrible client. It's that they had expectations that I could not meet based off of my personality, the way I write and the way I do things. Um, and so hopefully she found somebody that was a better fit for her and the pace and what she needed. Um, but yeah, that's what it really is about is like, okay. Cause they're always, always going to be somebody who is going to be right for the type of working somebody might want. And <laughs> it just might not be me. That's yeah. really kindly put the client. It's not that it was a bad <laughs> client. It was just not the right client for my style. I like, exactly. I like that. Yes, and it, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lesson for any coach listening to this that not just because you can help doesn't mean you should doesn't mean the client is going to be right yes. for you or you're the the best possible coach for them. And so um, it's always important to make sure you choose your clients just as much as they choose you, right? Would you say? Yes. I think even like when you 
because I know a lot of coaches work with coaches. So like I've worked with people too in the past and it's like, it's a good lesson both ways just to be very conscious of the energy around a client. Because when you're early on in your process, you just want money. You just want people to pay you. Um, but it's never worth it. Like I've had so many instances where I've said yes to things and it ended up being way more expensive than it was worth. So mm. just something to remember. So if you were starting over today, brand new, and you were trying to get your first client mm. again, where do you think that client would come from? What would you do to land that first paying client? I think that I would definitely find a platform that I was obsessed with, like a platform that I could spend all day, every day on, whether that's Clubhouse, TikTok, whatever, and just focus on it and devote my time to it and build a community there. And then I would sort of make sure that that audience knows that I am a service provider and not a free resource. And then I would sort of get my client that way. Because I think a lot of times because because at the time when I started was Instagram even? Oh my God, I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> was Instagram, Instagram even around? I, I think Instagram, Instagram was around, not in 2010. Yeah. No, because Instagram, yeah, so Instagram wasn't around. It was really just Facebook. Um, and groups didn't even come around until, I think they were around. Yeah, but that was about it. And so it was easier to build a community because you didn't have to worry about a ton of platforms. Now I feel like a lot of coaches and anybody starting a business kind of suffer from platform fatigue and feeling like they need to be on a lot of platforms and so they end up not being good at any of the platforms and not building a centralized location for them so i would definitely pick up probably tiktok because i love tiktok that's my favorite platform i don't talk about business on there but i think it's such a great platform for business owners i think every business owner should be on there and then i would just kind of cultivate and the key is always to make sure, like I said, that they know you as a service provider and not a free resource because that's the biggest mistake everybody makes. Yeah. I mean, I want to just say amen to what you said about choosing <laughs> a platform, choosing one platform so you're not exhausted because you can choose to be really mm -hmm. mediocre or terrible at a lot of things, or you can choose to be really good at one or two things. And this is true of marketing. And yes. I love that you also said, and I want to reiterate this, you said, I would choose something I'm obsessed with. And I think it's important that you're passionate about your marketing and you're present in your marketing. You can hire people to help you with your marketing, but you, you're you selling yourself as a coach. So it's really important that you're there and present and engaged um, if you want to have your content take off and be sticky and if you want to attract people to your business, whatever modality you're in. It's so important to, yes, be consistent in one place and one thing that you – and find a, a method that you like too because I think a lot of times people are like, for example, Clubhouse is a great example because I think a lot of clients are like, I should be on Clubhouse. And I'm like, well, do you like to talk? Like, is that going to be enjoyable to you? Because if not, then it's not the platform for you. And people just have to really be conscious of their strengths. You know, Instagram and Pinterest, Pinterest really took off because designers, like all the big Pinterest people were or are designers because of that medium and because it's a natural thing for them. So knowing what's going to be natural for you is important as well. Yeah. Market from a place of strength. You know, it, it, marketing mm -hmm. is always going to be a little tiring. And so you might as well enjoy it when you're doing it, you know, and do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you could give new coaches a piece of advice or a pitfall to avoid, what would you tell them? Yes. I would say, like I said, don't take, not all money is good money. I think that's the biggest thing is that like it will happen. It's going to happen and it's not always going to come in a form that's going to be right. But because you've been waiting for it so long to happen, you're going to think it is. Um, and just value your worth and not like 
I think a lot of times we tie a lot of our worth into the success of our business. It's not about your business. It's about your worth as a person. Like how, especially I think coaches are very much abused in this way because I feel like we, you know, because of the nature of the work, it's easy to um, get in situations that are kind of not great. So know that you're worthy because you are a person and you deserve respect and stuff like that. And the success you have in your business is just secondary um, so that you go in these situations, knowing your power, knowing your worth and kind of are able to be respected by the people that you work with. So that would be a pit because I think that's happens with everybody. The first two years of your business that it's just chaos. It's just chaos because you feel like the success that you have is not enough and you don't deserve respect until you are successful and all these things. And it's like, no, don't get caught up in that. So that would be my biggest. Advice. I love that. <laughs> I, I truly do. I, I think what you said is so dead on. You've, you've just got to know your worth and be doing it for more than money. I, I just, yeah. So like that is so important. I'm so glad you brought it up. Now yeah. we are coming to what I like to call the lightning round. Yes, which is my favorite part because they get to ask <laughs> super nosy questions. So let me introduce it. Okay, cool. We end every episode with the sweet part, a lightning round of chocolatey goodness. Today's lightning round is sponsored by the Coach Pony Free Guide, a free 26-page guide to help you learn how to actually make money as a coach instead of panicking by yourself alone, yeah. which you can find on coachpony.com. And it's also sponsored by Toblerone. My husband wanted Toblerone as a birthday cake, and I am still eating it because I accidentally hit the wrong button on Amazon, and I have a 1,000 pounds of Toblerone. It has been a lot, <laughs> but it's worth it. So, Shanae, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, I am ready. What was the most expensive thing you spent money on in your business recently? My website. Oh, I did a membership website a couple years ago. I haven't made much purchases since then. So, yeah. What is the best thing you spent money on recently for your business? Premium versions of like things that I was doing for free. <laughs> like, like um, what's it called? Zapier, stuff like that. Like making sure that I have all the premium versions of stuff like that is best. And again, that was a couple years ago. I barely spent any money on my business now. Oh, and someone to help me move my business over to another platform. That was good money spent. Good money spent. <laughs> Name one thing you feel like you wasted money on in your business. Working with coaches who I thought had the answer when I had the answer. So yes, definitely. What is your favorite dessert? Cake. What is your favorite book in your niche? Uh, made to Stick. What is the last book you read? It was probably like a like a, a romance book, <laughs> like a trashy, <laughs> like a trashy Amazon book. Probably like Shadows of Love or something. That's not a real book, but I'm just gonna assume that it was something like that. What takes the most time out of your workday? Emails. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. White chocolate. Is it delicious or an abomination? It's an abomination. It's just like, should be abolished. It should be <laughs> yes. abolished. Oh. <laughs> yes, that is the correct answer. I'm yeah. so glad we landed there. So I also love Made to Stick by, I believe it's by Chip and Dan Heath. Is that correct? Yes. So tell me and tell yes. everyone why you think it's such a great book. I think it's the best example of what makes a business work and like what like branding problems copywriting problems everything that I kind of address as sort of like a branding copywriting whatever I do coach goes back to ideas being sticky and making sure that you have 
stuff that people care about. And I think that's the best book for it. Because I don't actually like business books, but I love that book because it really explains that concept really well for people. Yeah. yeah. No, unsurprisingly, it's an it's a good read <laughs> considering it's <laughs> Yes. It's like it's like a fun, easy read. And that's probably one of the most important concepts to learn as a business owner. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love that. So tell everyone, how can they find you if they and I'm I know they will if they want more Haitian in their life. Yeah, so like I'm at Haitianay on lots of um, basically everything. And you can find like my Haitianay.com, um, which will become a portal for all the other places, but then also the infinite content agency.com if you want like content marketing help. Like I said, that's how much it costs to work with me, but I also have a program you can try. And also the dunclub.com has the 100 people project and a bunch of other great products for coaches or anybody who needs help with like little business tasks like write your write your opt-in write your sales page stuff like that so yeah i love that the dunclub.com um haitianay.com and infinite remind me again infinite infinitecontentagency.com awesome okay great well shanae thank you so much for being here with us today of course yay thank you I hope something that you heard in this episode helps you on your path to paying clients. And as Shanae so brilliantly said, please remember your worth as a coach and remember to choose the clients who fit you best. And if you need help getting that first client or just getting your business going in a way that supports you, come on over to coachpony.com and grab our free 26 page guide on how to land your first client and build a business so you actually make money. We'll show you in simple steps exactly what to do so that you have a happy bank account and happy clients. And also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And with that, we'll see you over at Coach Pony for the Guide. See you next time.